It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Christine Gerling. Christine, thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. Um, originally from Chicago, yep. but it seems like uh, you're first generation Chicagoan, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dad's from New England, mom's from Michigan, yep. um, and both were uh, missionaries, right? Yeah. Yeah, so both of my parents uh, were pastor's kids, and then um, my my mom's dad um, was the executive director of a mission that then my dad was the executive director of for about 30 years. Wow. So is that how they met? Um, they met selling books door to door, actually. Wow. Yeah. Sales people. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, so where'd you grow up in Chicago? Uh, I was born in uh, like near Rogers Park area. Okay. Um, I was actually born at home. Wow. Not in a hospital. That's cool. No, my mom's cool. Yeah. Um, I was the fourth kid, so she was like, eh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So born, um, was raised in Rogers Park area and then moved just across the border to Munster, Indiana. And oh, wow. Kind of grew up there from, you know, first grade through through high school. Mm-hmm. What was that like growing up? Yeah. It was a... Uh, it was intense. No, it was good. Um, we definitely traveled a lot. So yeah. I sometimes say that I was, I grew up in the back of a minivan because, you know, we were, my dad was preaching at all churches, you know, all over the States. But that was awesome. I loved that I got to, you know, travel all over and we were always staying at, um, you know, like the pastor's house or whatever. And so hearing like, okay, it's time to be on your best behavior. Remember who you came from. <laughs> um, was That was a big part of my growing up, but it was good. My parents are fantastic. They are um, just loving and wise and kind people. Um, I feel like a lot of people who kind of have not important roles, but you know, like big roles in the Christian realm kind of a thing. With purpose. Yeah. Um, it seems like oftentimes the more you get to know them on a personal level, kind of the less respect that you might have for mm-hmm. them. Um, but that's just not true for my parents. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, live with them every day <laughs> and they, they absolutely are the people that they show up in the world as. And I think that that's pretty awesome. Well, they did a great job with you. I've been impressed with everything, you know, all our interactions and, um, you know, it seemed like obviously that that shaped you to who you are today, right? Yeah. Um, but going into school and kind of, I guess, forging your own path. We talked a little bit about that before. Um, you know, we, we jumped on the podcast that, you know, that you found yourself asking your parents a lot of questions. But it's like, what do I, what do I feel about this, right? Yeah. W- where for you was kind of that change where you, you know, there's a lot of influence when you're, I'm, I'm sure, being sure. the daughter of missionaries, right? Yeah. And, and and like the belief systems. Yeah. When did you kind of start to come into your own in terms of like, hey, this is what I believe, and it may or may not be the same thing that I was yeah. um, taught or raised. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was kind of an evolution of, you know, different periods of time in my life where I kind of made some shifts. Um, but specifically, you know, in high school, um, I had a few friends who were challenging in really good ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would ask a lot of questions and, you know, my go-to answer was always like, uh, I don't know, let me ask my dad. Yeah. And then I got really tired of that answer. Not that my dad doesn't have amazing answers, but at some point I was like, I need to put this faith on for myself yeah. and not just, um, you know, relay the information from my dad, but figure out like, 
where do I actually, like, why do I believe that Mm -hmm. versus just like, what does my dad say? Um, So in high school, you know, I was really involved in my youth group and um, just, you know, uh, every summer would go volunteer at a camp every, you know, the whole summer and um, just different, you know, levels of kind of evolving and making that my own, kind of putting it on um, for myself. And then I went to Moody and it's a great school, just wasn't for me, too many rules. Um, And then moved out to California and kind of, you know, lived with my sisters and, um, it was this whole new world of like, okay, who am I now? You know, like, what is this going to look like? Who now, you know, that I'm kind of on my own and nobody's checking to see if I'm showing up at chapel, like, what do I do? Um, but you know, we still went to church still, that was still always a part of, you know, who I was. Um, you know, just kind of figuring out like, okay, now that I get to pick where I'm going and what I'm doing, like, what is that going to look like? Um, and then, you know, got married and deciding together with my husband, like, okay, now, now what do we do? And, um, you know, getting involved in small groups and, in all sorts of stuff has always been really key for us. Um, you know, we, one of the churches out in California that we were a part of, um, there was like a young married small group. And I think that that, had a big impact on setting kind of the trajectory of our lives. Um, and then when we moved back to Chicago, we got involved at soul city and, um, oh, so like pretty right away, like upon coming back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so we lived, uh, with my parents in Munster for a few years. Um, but before we even bought our house in Chicago, we were going to, um, soul city. So we were commuting from Munster to soul city. What drew you to that, that community? Um, so my brother-in-law actually knew the pastors from, um, you know, previous, previous work experiences. Um, so he kind of introduced us to, to them and the church. And so we started going just after the church's one year anniversary. So we've kind of, we, we claim to be the OG <laughs> of Soul City. Um, That's the, cool. some of the few people who were there from, from pretty much the beginning. Very cool. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, your faith seems to be such a big part of your life, right? Yeah. Um, but professionally, you actually became a teacher, right? That was like your yeah. job or yeah. what you were going to school for and eventually did it yeah. become a teacher, right? Yeah. So I taught high school math for a couple of years and um, I'm one of those... I'm one of those people where um, if somebody tells me that I can't do something or that women don't do something, I'm like, oh, bring it. Stand back. Um, So, you know, I heard that like women typically don't go into like the maths and sciences. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. That's what I'm going to do now. (laughs) So that's why I majored in math because Mm. I was like, don't tell me I can't do something. You got a little rebellion. Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, why I ran my first marathon was when my friends was like, there's no way you could run a marathon. And I was like, like, Oh really? So he was my first call as soon as I crossed that crossed that finish line. So you're like Marty McFly when they you know call him chicken is like right? That's the provocation. You can't do it. Exactly. Tell me I can't do something and I'm like, oh game on, let's go. Um yeah. So that's a big part of kind of who I am. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Um so high school math teacher, Mm -hmm. but 
obviously you're not a high school math teacher anymore. I'm not a high school <laughs> math teacher anymore. Um, one, what drew you to be a teacher to begin with, right? Yeah. And then what drew you away from uh, from teaching at that point? Yeah. Um, so I kind of was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And um, when I was actually m- moving out to California, uh, my first car was a stick shift. Mm. And my sister had a, just moved out to California a little bit you know, prior to, to when I did. So she flew back to drive my car and me and all my stuff out to California. But she didn't know how to drive stick shift. <laughs> so um, I hop in my car and I'm teaching her how to drive stick. And my mom is in the back seat. And you know, just, I'm very calm, very encouraging, you know, like, and she just keeps stalling out. And and, this is your older sister too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the youngest. And, uh, but just the way that I was, you know, interacting and, you know, encouraging my mom from the backseat was like, man, Christine, you really should be a teacher. Like just the way that you kind of, you know, like see people and Mm -hmm, whatever. mm And, um, I didn't always liked school and I've, you know, was always pretty good. And, um, but that was just kind of a nugget of like, oh, maybe that's something I, I could pursue. Um, so that was kind of the first piece of it. And wow. Then, so a little later, huh? It wasn't like oh, you're a kid yeah. and like you're drawn up on a chalkboard yeah. saying you're going to be Miss Girling. Yeah. Or, or now it's Mrs. Girling, right? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a while, I wanted to be a, a pilot as a kid. Again, because women aren't typically pilots. Yeah. So I was like. So really you had like, it wasn't like you had that passion for it. It was You had a passion for saying, I can do it. Right. Yeah. That, that's your exactly. passion. <laughs> exactly. It's proving people wrong. Yeah, right? it is. It is. But also I loved that I then got to encourage the next generation. Yeah. Um, specifically. Um, you know, I worked in a, a neighborhood that was, you know, kind of a struggling neighborhood. And um, my priority, honestly, was above and beyond getting kids to understand math, which I do love. Um, a lot of those kids didn't come from great homes mm. and, you know, honestly didn't know that they were loved. Um, and so I wanted my room to always be a really safe place. And a, I wanted um, them to always know that I was somebody that they could come to, that they could um, rely on. And, you know, like I had a closet full of snacks and that was, I mean, kids would come to my room all the time, just go to my, <laughs> go to the closet, grab a snack. And like, they just knew that they actually all called me mama G mm. and like some of them still like text me every mother's day Aww. and like, it's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. Yeah. That's got to be the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, and, and, and in talking to you and obviously kind of going down the, you know, Christine's life, right? <laughs> that it seems like that, you, you know, being told you can't do something mm-hmm. kind of evolved into, um, you know, having that attitude for others or like kind of encouraging others in what you do now as a coach, right? Yeah. That it just seems like you just kind of fell in line with the, yeah. with the, the journey that you were on to be at this point where... Mm-hmm seemed like you were kind of even doing it at the high school level, right? Well, maybe even more so coaching than teaching. Yeah. Right. Without, without realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, when was that decision made or when did that idea first pop in your head that, you know, maybe coaching is something I want to do? Yeah. So I am now a health coach and that happened, um, honestly because of my own transformation. Um, so weight is something that I've struggled with literally my entire life. I well, you never know looking at you, right? <laughs> well, maybe not now, but, um, yeah. So like I always say like, you know, I was 10 pounds, six ounces when I was born, my poor mother. Um, and it just got worse from there. <laughs> like I was a giant baby and I just, I just kept growing and, and you're pretty tall too. I am. I'm 5'11". Yeah. So I am tall, but, um, but yeah, it was, 
I mean, I was dieting before I was 10 years old mm. and I was, you know, I would get home from junior high and jump on the, uh, Nordic track. That's old school. Um, yeah, it is. and like, that was like the, the skis, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Cause I am not coordinated at all. I've never been cross country skiing. No, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I would jump on that for like three hours. Jeez. I mean, it was just, how old are you? The junior high. Wow. I mean, it was because I just, I wanted to get control of my weight and I just, it just didn't seem possible. Um, because it, it didn't seem to matter what I did. Yeah. Now, granted I would do that. And then I would also like hide candy in my room. For so sure. there was some, you know, like disconnection there. Um, but that's also, it almost seems like, you know, maybe not an ignorance, but like, uh, yeah, like, um, not enough education. Sure. Right. Where yeah. you don't know the effects things have on you. Right. So you make those decisions Absolutely. blindly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The compound effect. Right. 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 Like the, all of these like seemingly small little choices that don't seem like a giant deal at the mm-hmm. time um, that were adding up in ways that I just I just as intelligent as I am, I just didn't recognize. For sure. You know, like um, all my life I would eat a salad pretty much every day and I would think like, I eat healthy. What's wrong? But yeah, I had a a salad for one meal, but what did I do the rest (laughs) of the day? You know? Right, right. And it's just that, that balance just wasn't there. Was candy your thing? Uh, I do like candy. Still? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really eat it anymore, but I mean, occasionally, but now it's like sickening to me because Mm. I just, I eat pretty well now yeah, I eat for sure. a lot of good yeah, things yeah. so anything that's really sugary now I'm like immediate headache and not your body's just not used to it anymore right, no, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah which thank god that like, happened to me the other day I, I was really big into drinking pop like coke know, specifically yeah. right yeah. um and it would be coca-cola rc whatever but like always mm-hmm. that coke and the other day I had pizza mm-hmm. and I, like for whatever reason I thought you know what would go really good with this is Coke. <laughs> so I ordered a Coke. Like we were, it, was a, it was a group yeah. of us or whatever and yeah. hanging out. And go my first sip. Mm-hmm. And it was like syrup to me. Yeah. I, like, how could I ever have yeah. consumed this? It was just unfathomable to I me know. that this was enjoyable at one point in my life. Honestly, goodness. Seriously. <laughs> it was disgusting. I though. know. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, just thinking <laughs> about it, right? I'm literally, yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. having like physical yeah, reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I you know, it was big my whole life, always dieting, always trying things, ran two marathons to try to get control of it. doesn't work, but it gives you an insight to why my friend was like, there's no way you could run a marathon for sure. Cause physically it didn't look like it could. Wow. Um, but I'm just stubborn enough. Um, so I, you know, learned about my brother-in-law started this program and he was massively successful and he actually lost a hundred pounds in wow. a few months. And wow. I was like, well, you jerk. <laughs> like, just because it's just because it works for you, does not mean it works for me. Because like, he used to be a college athlete. He's mm. a dude. Everything physical is health. Is Seems like always him. people always have those like, oh, you can do it because of this, this, and this, exactly. right? There's always like because we know our own story, right? Like we've lived our tries and we've failed. So yeah. like, your success doesn't mean anything for me, right? Right, right, right. At least that's what I would tell myself. Sure. Um, but again, I'm stubborn, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a trend here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to a point where I was like, fine, I'm going to do it just to prove that, that it doesn't work, right. that I'm different, that I'm, that I'm special. Yep, yep. It doesn't work for me. And, uh, I lost 109 pounds in just over seven months. Wow. Was that your and ideal weight or it just so happened that like, I'm saying like, did you stop at that point? You're like, okay, yeah. now there's nothing left to lose. Right. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
yeah, I got to my goal weight. I got to healthy BMI, which I legitimately didn't think. I, I was like, I don't know who makes up these BMI yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. but this is They're unattainable. It's not. It's not possible. Yeah. It is not possible for me. And here I am, living proof. Apparently, it wow. is possible. Um, so yeah, just a few. And how, how long ago was that that that, that happened? Um, it's been like a year and a half. That's but, it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this was, I mean, this is really transformative then. Like yeah. it, it took on a whole different life for you. Yeah. Not just, I mean, the weight, but. Right. It, oh, everything in my life has changed. So at the point that you were doing that, were you still teaching? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Uh, I was doing like four other part-time jobs to try to, mm-hmm. you know, make ends meet. And, you know, money has always been like a big stressor for me. And honestly, for no good reason. Sure. But that's just, you know, the world that we live in. Um so I was doing four, like four part-time jobs. I had a one and a two-year-old and like, that's when I started my health journey. And I was thinking, you know, this isn't going to work, but whatever. And what made you decide leave to leave teaching? Um, we were moving mm-hmm. and we were moving um, to Chicago mm-hmm. and the plan was to start to start a family like immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't work. So we went through about three and a half years of infertility, which was really, really hard. I bet. And that certainly didn't help my health either. Mm. Um, Just because the emotions of that, you know, and turns out I deal with my emotions by eating and drinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it seems like truly every month it was like okay well here we are again now I need to like dive into food and drink to make myself feel better and you know like maybe it'll happen next month and you know that was three and a half years and then eventually getting on hormones and those don't help your weight um and then finally we got pregnant and congratulations thank you um and so you know so excited and but even that like I had to stay on the the Mm -hmm, hormones mm -hmm. throughout the pregnancy and um it was high risk what what did that make you feel like did you notice a change in your your mental clarity and your emotions um I mean (laughs) everything was just emotional I mean being pregnant being on the hormones being you know like um yeah it was a very intense time for sure I bet um Especially when, you know, there was a few periods where we were not sure that the pregnancy was going to last. Mm. And that was devastating. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, like I was like pre-devastated um, because we had had a miscarriage previously. Wow. And um, just all of it, it just seemed, it was just scary. Yeah. And, you know, didn't know if this this was in the, in the cards for us. Um, but. Noah was born and Mm -hmm. healthy and fantastic. Um, And then didn't know, like, will we be able to have kids again? You know, am I going to have to go back on all these crazy hormones? How old is Noah now? He's four. Oh, wow. Um, But just a couple, about, he was about four months old when I got pregnant again. (laughs) Whoops, the date. Congratulations (laughs) twice. Yeah. (laughs) So our boys are 13 months apart. That's amazing. It is. And they're, it's fantastic. And, you know, like, such a, such a fun, fun thing. I mean, they're best friends slash, you know, rough house wrestle buddies all day long. That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, so they were one and two when I started on my health journey and because I was back up to the weight that I was when I was nine months pregnant and it was literally just your brother-in-law having lost this weight and Mm -hmm. you're like I'm gonna prove to you that I can't Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do it but with the expectation that it's not right 
Yeah. You're hilarious. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite compliment, by the way. Um, so yeah, so I lost 109 pounds in just over seven months and about six weeks into it, I recognized for the first time, like this is different. This is not a diet. Yeah. Yeah. This, I am changing my it's a lifestyle. I am changing how I, my mindset, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my, you know, and I just felt so much better. You know, I used to wake up just as exhausted as I was the night before when I passed out and I was surviving my life. You know, I was the mom on the couch who was just like, okay, guys, can we just please stop crying? You know, like just mm-hmm, exhausted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And within a few days, I had so much energy that even with a one and a two year old, I'm like scrubbing the walls and like bouncing up and down because I just felt so stinking good. That's amazing. And it, it just hasn't stopped, you yeah. know, like, so this is over two years since, since I started and I just, I just, everything in life has shifted. Everything has shifted. Well, congratulations on Thank all you. of it. Like a new life, new lives, right? Yeah. Not just children's lives, but your life is a new absolutely. life, new lease on life. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and not, not, not going into the details of, of, you know, the, the lifestyle change, but you know, kind of an yeah. overview. What what was the biggest thing that you implemented beyond just you know the diet change? So obviously, I'm sure, sure you sure. cut out some things, right? Yeah, and probably introduced some things as a result of it. Yeah. But beyond that, was there anything that you know stands out in terms of a big radical change in your life? Yeah, I mean a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's there are kind of like four components. So you know, coaching. So it's that like one-on-one accountability that mm. is is crucial you know like you know if you've ever been like yeah i'm gonna work out tomorrow if you're gonna meet a buddy at the gym you're gonna show up yeah yeah. if you're not gonna meet somebody there you're gonna talk yourself out of it right um so having having that coach having that accountability which is why i part of why i absolutely love being the coach now um because i just get to there's nothing somebody's gonna tell me that i don't understand Mm -hmm. you know like i get it i've been there Mm -hmm. um so that's really key. And then the community is huge um, because we become like the people we surround Absolutely. ourselves with. Absolutely. You know, we just, we just do. We're, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Yeah. It's true. That's very true. So what are we going to do about yeah, that? Yeah. You know, yeah, who, yeah. Choose your people wisely, right? Um, Pruning, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, well, you got to get on my head now. How difficult is that to do? I, I mean, and I say that, for me, it's really easy. Like I can just, yeah. it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I have that mental ability, I guess you could say. Sometimes <laughs> a bad thing, right? You no. Walk away too soon. Mm-hmm. But but when people struggle with that aspect of it, and it's like, whether it be because you know who else is going to be my friend, or like right. you know I don't have that community. Right. I only have five, or maybe I don't even have five people. Right. Like, what do you say uh, to people who are yeah. kind of having that inner struggle? Yeah, yeah. You got to find your allies. You you got to find people who are are going to be in it with you mm-hmm. and are going to support you and if the people in your life are not willing to do that then i mean some people you can't just cut out of your lives right mm-hmm. like Mom, Dan, right yeah, exactly yeah. you're like mm, mm-hmm. well, bye you try, right? yeah. <laughs> um but you can put boundaries yeah you you know you you can create boundaries you can have real conversations clear as kind you know of like yeah. here are the expectations here's what i need and if you're going to support me like I would appreciate this. And if you're not going to support me, then I need to, you know, create some, some boundaries around myself. Um, but there are people out there who are willing to be supportive and who are positive people. And not even willing, eager, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so part of, 
part of my program is you you're just entered into a community sure. of people who are doing this with you. Um, but then we're all about habits because you know you make your habits and then your habits create who you are. Do you feel like there's a set of habits for everyone, or does you know are, there, are those going to change depending on yeah? So you know, your there's lifestyle? like yeah, there's like macro habits that sure. I think are important for everyone. Uh, what that looks like exactly might be slightly different. Um, but I think like the the habit of hydration of drinking water right. is important for everyone. For sure. If you are not drinking at least sixty four <clears throat> ounces of water every day, then you need to start right now. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and work your way up, whatever. But um, yeah, I, th- I think that there are absolute you know base necessities. Sure. Getting a good amount of sleep, having a routine around your sleep, um, that's just treating your body well. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are you know those those broad stroke habits that I think are, are important that might have be slightly different based on you know who you are and what that looks like um, and then nutrition but honestly like the nutrition is you know the the weight loss phase of of the plans that I coach it's honestly the smallest part of how your life changes it's the smallest part of how my life changed wow losing 109 pounds is the smallest part of how my life changed and you say just as a, I mean, the consequence of it, right? Like the benefits of it right. follow that, yep. you know, yeah. experience. Yeah. But it's not just the weight that, that, right. that you're focused on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because health begets more health, right? Health in one area tends to grow to be health in other areas. Mm-hmm. So before I started on my journey, I was exhausted. And I didn't feel good because I wasn't fueling my body well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, so I just wasn't showing up in the world really well. I was doing my best. I was. But it just wasn't great. Um, so when I started physically feeling better, I have, was having more energy. I could show up as a better mom. And I could show up as a better wife. And I could have more patience for people and more grace for people and for myself. Um, And then the energy to do personal development and spiritual development. To actually dive in and figure out, like, what do I believe? Who do I want to be? What do I want to create? Versus just, like, I'm just getting through here. I'm just, it's a day. I'm surviving it. I'm passing out. Um, That shift has been monumental it's amazing and, and what i hear too and I, I love this quote that i heard before i think um i want to say it was mark cuban but i could be totally wrong but that uh the key to happiness is progress mm. right and and, yeah. pr- and anything right and the easiest change you can make is in your own life yeah um so i gotta be very honest with you i don't like working out and i know it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's very important and especially since i was a marine you figure right. like mm. you probably did a couple miles a little bit right um, yeah, I don't like working out yep. and that's the most difficult thing yep. is that motivation piece to like yeah. get up in the morning. Cause if you don't do it in the morning, I feel like it's tough to do it yep. later in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. How did you get yourself? <laughs> like what's that motivation? <laughs> right. Help yeah. Me, yeah. Help. Please. Like what's like, I, yeah, I, yeah I, I like have zero motivation. Yeah. Not to say that I won't ever do it. No, it's I just like you. a task, a chore, uh, yep, uh, I get a it. sacrifice. And yeah. I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So during when I was losing the weight, working out was honestly not a giant part of, I mean, I honestly worked out five times during the months that I was losing. No diet is the biggest part, right? right? Nutrition is huge. Um, now I do work out and one of the best tools is habit stacking. So Mm. think of something that you already do every single day, right? Something you're not going Mm -hmm, to stop mm -hmm. doing, brushing your teeth, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So every day when you brush your teeth, as soon as you finish brushing your teeth, 
do 10 squats, do 10 mm-hmm. push-ups, mm-hmm. do whatever, but start ridiculously, uh, do one push-up, right? Wow. Start ridiculously small, start laughably small. Yeah. Start with it being so simple that you're like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, this yeah. feels goofy. But then after a week, you feel like, okay, well, one push-up is not a big deal. And then, okay, cool. Two. Do two. Yeah. You know, like, but people so often have that like black or white, all or nothing mentality of like, okay, cool. I'm working out. I'm going to go kill it in the gym for two hours every day this week. And that's just not going Mm -mm, to happen. mm -mm. It just isn't. We don't go from zero to everything. So progress over perfection, right? What can you do? What can you commit to? Can you keep the integrity to yourself to do that? And then be proud of yourself. Celebrate yourself. Go wild. I just did a push up. <laughs> and you say go wild. It doesn't mean like go eat a cheeseburger either. No. Right. <laughs> but that, I mean, honestly, like that's one of the, like one of those like light bulb moments during my journey, um, was figuring out how do I celebrate when, it, if it mm. doesn't mean food and drink. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was specifically, I was, um, I had just gone to the doctor's appointment, a doctor's appointment, and one of my good friends had my kiddos and I got really good news. So I called her and I was like, great news you know I'm coming to pick up the boys and she's like oh my goodness I'm so happy for you like celebrate yourself the boys are good go have fun and I was like okay cool and I'm walking down the streets of Chicago and I stop just dead in my you know dead in my tracks and I have no idea what to do because if I if celebrating it's food right doesn't mean I'm gonna go get food or drink I have no idea what to do right <laughs> And I mean, that was so, cause this is like a month or so into my journey and it was so eye opening that like, that is just my instinct. That is just my baseline of when I'm celebrating, when I'm sad, when I'm bored, when I'm angry, when I'm, you know, any emotion, exactly. Yeah. Any emotion. Yes. Um, was, was so tied to unhealthy things. Yeah. So, so if I'm not going to be that person anymore, I have to start a new way of being. I have to start a new way of celebrating. Yeah, I have yeah, to start for sure. a new way of, you know. Champion em- yourself emoting. in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're standing in the middle of the street and now what? So I, I literally just went and sat on a park bench for like 45 <laughs> minutes and just like looked at the trees. I was like, I don't know what to do. I have, good Lord, I have no idea what to do. But I mean, with a one right, and a two right, year old right, sitting right. Yeah, on a park was, bench for 45 minutes. That's luxury minutes, right there. That, I mean, that was, it was like a spa. <laughs> it's like an eternity, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. hilarious. That's it was hilarious. perfect. But yeah, it was definitely eye opening. Yeah, I, I resonate with that a lot because for me, I, when I'm sad though, or, you know, in a, in a down emotion, uh, I don't think about food it's the opposite like yeah. i don't want to eat right yeah. but when i'm happy or when i'm around people and i'm you know feel that joy it's like food yeah. food food yeah. right like yeah. that's how i celebrate yeah so when i hear you say that it's like it's so true but how do you celebrate without food right mm-hmm. yeah and culturally for me being mexican it was like yeah people always like force feeding you yeah and so yeah i mean i i, I gained weight and lost weight and i know what that feels like yeah. but still that exercise piece is probably the most difficult and i have heard too like go to the gym Right, make it a habit of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Wake up, go to the gym, and even if you just sit in the parking lot and go home, yeah. But do that like until you eventually, yep. you know, inch your way exactly. into a full workout kind of exactly. thing, and, and it makes makes complete sense, especially yeah. having you know hearing you say that um, in a more practical way of you know I, you know for me it's I don't have a gym membership, especially now, yeah. right? <laughs> but nobody's going to the gym. Nobody's going to the gym, right? 
but you know to, to like you said do a couple here and there and then just keep yeah. adding up to it i think is very very feasible so even yeah. for me yeah exactly. <laughs> for anyone yeah. yeah yeah and that's where you you have to start where you are and just build in tiny steps in such small steps that it hardly feels like you're changing anything sure because over time consistency and time absolutely leads to success so when it, when it comes to your coaching right who do you typically uh, work with? Like, who are ideal uh, clients for you? Anyone who's ready. Yeah? Yeah. Anyone who is ready to make a change. So they could have five pounds to lose. They could have weight that they want to gain. They could have 300 pounds that they want to lose. But if they are actually ready to make a shift, even if they don't think that they can, Honestly, I love clients who don't think that they can because I'm like, Ooh, you? I of course you, you can. Yeah, that's like your I bread and butter you. right exactly. there. I shouldn't even use bread and butter. Right? <laughs> 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 See what I mean? That's my <laughs> celery. Yeah, that's your celery, right? That's your <laughs> celery that's your and kale juice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially people who are like, I, I've I've tried everything. I've done I've done it all. Nothing yeah. works. I'm like, oh please, give me thirty days. Give me thirty days. And just see what happens. Sure. And it's just, I mean, I can't even tell you. I, every, every day I get a text or a call or a message from somebody with some, you know, non-scale victory. Some like, oh my gosh, this just happened. And like, it just, it brings tears to my eyes and Mm. I'm not an emotional person. I know you told me that. (laughs) But I just, it, it, nothing fills my bucket more than watching other people who were just as hopeless as I was feel that spark of like, Oh my goodness, maybe this is possible. Like, I think, I think something just changed. Mm. I think that the future that I was so sure was set in stone. I think maybe that's going to change. And it is, I mean, I got goosebumps. It is powerful. It's very powerful because it doesn't seem like you're changing lives. Right. To me, it seems like you're saving lives. Yeah. And that's, the greatest gift anyone can yeah. have is to live. Yeah. Like, I don't think that when I was at that weight, when, cause I lost 70 pounds and I don't know why mm-hmm. I think I told yeah. you that. Yep. Um, but I, I, I wasn't living, Yeah, you know, and, and so many things since then, it wasn't like you said, it's not just the weight, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many things that happen, um, as a result of that. And totally. you, you know, you progress into it that, yeah, I do feel like I'm living life for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, yeah, it's very liberating. Yeah. And it's 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 joy. Yeah. I mean, it really is a sense of joy that I, I never had in, in, in doing that. So, you know, the other question I had in terms of coaching, because I feel like that's something that's, you know, everyone's being a coach on some capacity with business, sure. life, health, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest challenge for people to overcome? Like, I guess accepting that as, you know, a viable way to approach a goal, right? Hiring a coach, not just... Yeah. Because you're a health coach, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's health you're focusing on. Yeah. But it it also sounds like you incorporate some, whether it be not necessarily in the coaching, but yourself, your 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 faith, and you know that spirituality part of it, yeah. right? But for those who just go, you know, I don't know where to begin. I got mm-hmm. life coaches. You got this. Mm-hmm. I got a business coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you how do you approach that conversation with people? Yeah. So I mean. Most of, most of the time it is, you know, people kind of come to me because they've seen my story. Um, they've, you know, seen my journey, they've, you know, that kind of thing. And they're, 
you know, I invite people to reach out to me. Um, and there are a ton of ways to make changes, you know, in their lives. And a lot of people think like, I can't get healthy. I can't make a change because, you know, X, Y, Z, like, oh, I don't have the time or I don't have the money or I don't have the, you know, whatever. But the truth is we have all of the resources that we mm-hmm. need for what we prioritize. So true. We do. It's very true. I mean, like, I don't, People saying like, oh, I don't have the money for that, but you have the latest iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. I love you, but it's... And all that money on food that you'll be saving. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, honestly, with my plans, most people actually save money. Yeah. Like, which is fantastic. Um, but they tell themselves a story of like, oh, I can't afford yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that's a story you're telling yourself. And I, I love you and I understand. I had the same thought. But I saved money. Significant money. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, we're like, oh, I'm really busy. Like... Yeah, I had a one and a two-year-old and four part-time jobs. I get it. Yeah. I get busy. You got to prioritize. But it's a matter of, are you ready? Yeah. Are you are you tired of feeling like crap? Because if you're tired of feeling like crap, then you'll then you'll make a shift. And yeah. turn. I mean, people congratulate me on losing over 100 pounds all the time. And I get what they mean, right? It's a, it's a feat. But like, honest to goodness, it's the simplest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And you know, feeling fantastic throughout the process. Cause it's not a diet. So it's not like, like deprivation mentality, sure. mentality yep. of like, Oh, I can't have that. Withdrawal symptoms. Right, exactly. And like, yeah. You know, like it's, it's just, it's just different. So I get to feel fantastic, but I, yeah, I love, I love working with anyone who's ready and I love, you know, especially those who don't think they can, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> bring it. That's awesome. Well, Christine, I am so honored to, to have shared your story. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if that sounds like you, if you're listening, watching, and you feel like you're ready to make that change, or especially if, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't think you, you don't can, think you right? Can. <laughs> then bring definitely it. call Christine. Um, <laughs> click on the form below and, and contact her directly. But again, Christine, incredible woman. I'm so glad we Thank had you. a chance to meet and have this conversation. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank it's been you. fun. Bye. Bye.